Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of the School Safety Free Period. I'm Amanda Klinger. And I'm Dr. Amy Klinger. And we are the Educators School Safety Network. We are a national nonprofit organization and we provide school safety training and resources and technical assistance throughout the United States and Canada. Uh, we take this work very seriously and we take a very academic and evidence-based approach. But every once in a while we're a, bit, a little bit less serious and we're a little bit less ac academic. And we have this School Safety Free Period where we talk about things that actually happened in schools that are too absurd to be true, but they are true. And uh, we talk about them and then have some school safety takeaways. So are you ready? Yes. All right. The way the school safety free period works um, is Amanda doesn't typically know what I'm going to be talking about. Um, I usually bring to her some current event that's happening and then she sort of has a over-the-top reaction to it or maybe an appropriate reaction to it depending on what it is and then we talk a little bit about uh, about it in terms of a takeaway a lot of the free period episodes um, are a little bit more serious and you know because in general this is not necessarily a funny topic but I think it is really important for us to kind of look a little bit at some of the absurdities and help those and let those help us to inform some takeaways of some of the things that we really need to do. So the gateway is the absurd, but the takeaway is really um, the, the victory uh, in terms of, of what we hope we're doing. So we are just getting ready to, we actually have just released our um, report on violent incidents and threats in the 2018-19 school year. And so as we spend our time looking at a lot of different events, some very horrific and tragic and some really scary. Um, we also tended to look at some that we were like, oh, so those are the ones that we wanna talk a little bit about today. So I'm gonna start with my favorite one, not because it's a good idea, not because this should have happened, not because in any way is this appropriate or we are not condoning this. I can't think of any other disclaimers to say, but the one that I want to start with happened this past school year in Indiana when we had a school driver, a school bus driver, who for what I don't, whatever reason, I don't really exactly know, uh, was arrested on uh, charges of child neglect because she allowed three students to drive the bus. Yes, yes, to drive the school bus. If he was so, part of a driver's ed program. <laughs> uh, she was teaching driver's ed on the side, maybe. Accelerated driver's know. ed. Um, unfortunately, then, if that is the case, she wasn't very good at math because the kids were 11 and 13, none of whom would actually be taking driver's ed and 17. Okay. Um, I think probably the most ironic thing is one of the reasons that this was even discovered was the fact that we also, uh, one of, I, I believe she took cell phone footage of the kids driving the bus to <laughs> I guess show them how well they did. Yeah, you know, like um, they show golfers have, you know, video of their swing, baseball, softball, video of your swing. It's yeah. you know, they're breaking down the tape. So I don't know what the takeaway here other than boys and girls do not drive the bus, even if the driver says you can. Even if the adult says you can, yeah. Okay. Yes. So that's probably my favorite one because it is just like, and I, I said this in our last episode, we spend a lot of time going, wait, what? And that's yeah. and that's exactly why, yes. Okay. So now the next one is not particularly funny, but it is a little bit funny, um, especially if you are one of the folks like me that spent a lot of time with middle school kids. So this happened in California where we had a group of seventh graders. And as soon as I say what they, what they did, you're gonna go, of course, seventh graders. 
uh, we had a group of seventh graders at a junior high in California who, for whatever reason, because again, motivation is difficult to discern in middle school kids sometimes, formed a human swastika on campus with their bodies. Now, I don't know how you do that. Do you lay down? Do you join hands? I'm not quite sure. It's like um, uh, when they have synchronized swimming, you know, like Esther Williams, and you could view from the top and they were doing... Or the June Taylor dancers. Nobody is, no one even knows that. That's such an old reference. Um, but they they posted the photo online. And so we can say the ridiculous thing of like any seventh graders trying to figure out how to make their bodies into any symbol. But then we also have to then acknowledge the, the serious issue of come on, yeah. how is this a thing that we're doing? And then to add insult to injury, we have the statement from the school that the students were making off-color off and inappropriate statements of a racial and a sexual nature. Um, and uh, it, it all just went from there. Um, did the students get in trouble? Yes. Should they? Absolutely. Um, the students said their intention was not to be hurtful. Really? What other intention um, is there? Yeah, I'm sorry? What other possible intention could there be? Yeah, don't know. Uh, but but you have to look at that and just go, oh, seventh graders, you know, and you know what happened there? One idiot went, this is a good idea. We should all do this. And everybody went, OK. Uh, so, yeah, that that one, not well, great. And I think, you know, we, we talk about this sometimes that educators are in a tough spot because you have to break the cycle of this is something that we joke about. Right. Because kids who are saying, oh, well, our intention wasn't to be hurtful. They are got, you know, hiding this under the auspices of this is a joke. Um, and how do you set the expectation that we don't joke around about swastikas, we don't joke around about racially charged or sexually charged statements, we don't joke around about, I'm gonna blow up the school. Um, and you have to find a way to break that cycle and, and that is not the way we do things here and that's tough. So then we go to even a little bit more ridiculous. Um, so this is a school in Louisiana um, so this was uh, launched an, a police investigation. So I just need to, to set the stage for you. So we have a high school math class and we end up with a student being investigated. Um, and I'm not quite sure who or how, but um, so we have a math class where a student is finishing up a math problem and he drew this, the square root symbol. And another student said that it looked like a gun. And so now we have an investigation of the threat. So I'm trying to I, think of what the square root symbol is. I well, it's the little thing I with know, the little- I don't know enough about math or guns to see how those two overlap. Well, as a former English teacher, I ha find square roots to be threatening, but not because they look like a gun. So there's that. Um, so yeah, uh, now, now all you math teachers out there, I don't know, but I do think that uh, it does make a bit of a comment of, is there a point where we're a little too over the top? There's a lot of times where we wish people would take threats more seriously. Yeah. This isn't one of them. I mean, this reminds me of the kid who bit his Pop-Tart into a gun, bit the sandwich mm -hmm. into the shape of a gun. And, yeah. you know, we, we have to be able to set norms and expectations of, you know, if you have a kid who bit a Pop-Tart into a gun and was terrorizing kids with their Pop-Tart, that's a problem. How do you terrorize someone with a Pop-Tart? I, 
I could How think do you of a, theorize someone with a square root? I mean, I, I can think of a pack, fact pattern where whatever the uh, accessory is that you're acting in a way that is inappropriate and is impacting learning and is harmful to other students. Yeah. So it's, you know, having reasonable responses to all these things. Well, we also have, a, so the next one's a pair of two different places, uh, but two different uh, instances last year where uh, schools were put on lockdown for an active shooter. Um, unfortunately, in one case, it was a duck hunter significantly away from the school, but they could hear the gunshots. And in the other, it was new construction and it was a nail gun. Um, and so that really speaks to sort of this high level of anxiety. So there you have it. Thank you for joining us for another exciting episode of the School Safety Free Period. Um, if you are looking for more information, you can always head to our website, www.eschoolsafety.org. We have information, we have resources, we have other episodes of this podcast. We have videos and professional development and uh, you name it. Keep in mind that we've got a lot of resources for you. We want to support you in your work. Um, join us for our webinars that are coming up um, as well as additional podcasts. Um, and head on over to connect with us via Facebook, Twitter, or email us if we can help. If you're not already subscribed to this podcast, you can subscribe wherever you normally get your podcast, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, you can listen directly on our website. If you do subscribe, we ask that you go ahead and uh, rate and review and provide a little bit of feedback. We love to hear feedback. And then also when you rate and review, it helps other like-minded folks able to find this content if it's something that would be helpful to them. So any other questions, you can always head to our website, eschoolsafety.org. And thank you so much. And hopefully we'll catch you next time.